Welcome to Back on the Broomstick, a modern witch's spoken word grimoire, where two witchy friends from way back are reconnecting to their pagan roots after a long period of mundanity. We're rewalking the path of the wise and trying out all the latest spells, rituals, and magical theory in today's witchcraft and pagan practices. So grab your wand and your incense, your cauldron and your crystals, and join us as we get Back back on on the Broomstick. Hi, and welcome to Back on the Broomstick. I'm Layla. And I'm Shell. Before we get started today, Shell, I wanted to dive in a little bit to some of the comments that we've been getting lately, especially since our episode with Phyllis Curat. And I just want to say thank you so much to all of our listeners, our new listeners, our listeners who've been here a while. You guys are amazing. The emails, the comments, I have just been loving all of them. Thank you so much and definitely keep it up. I got a good one I want to read. You ready? Go for it. So this is from Lovers Struck Laura. She wrote, Hi, I heard about the podcast because I follow Phyllis Cura on all of her social media and absolutely loved the episode. You're both such great interviewers and I can't wait to go through and listen to all All you wise ones have to say, you've got a new subscriber for sure. Well, Lovestruck Laura, thank you. We appreciate it. We hope you really like all of our episodes. Thank you so much. We really love Phyllis Curat too, so I'm glad you enjoyed the episode. Who doesn't love Phyllis? Jeez. (laughs) Hopefully we'll have her back on to talk about her tarot deck once it gets re-released in early November. Um, I wanted to read one as well that I really enjoyed, especially uh, in thinking about our episode today, Shell. But this one is from LDA, and they say, resonates, love the variety, love the topics, love the witchy hostesses practiced differently. It gives all of us permission to try things in a new and non-mainstream way, allowing us to tap into our inner witch and intuition about all of it. Preach it. (laughs) Right? I also love that we practice a little bit differently. A lot of witches practice a little bit differently. It's one of the few things we have in common universally, I think. (laughs) But I think the thing to remember about that is as much as we are kind of polar opposites on things, we we've been able to rock it together for decades. It works. It works. It works well. And I think it's even better because we come at it from slightly different perspectives, but we have the same end goal. We want it to work well. And I think what you bring to the table and what I bring to the table makes it so much better and bigger than each of us individually. And I I love when witches come together and do that. Well, and I love when we come together and do that because, well, witches aside, you're still my best friend. I love you. You're awesome. I love you. (laughs) All right. So let's get into the episode. And today we've got a great topic for you. Layla, break it to him gently. (laughs) You make it sound like something bad's about to happen. Well, today we're going to talk about meditation, one of my favorite things. One of, not one of my greatest strengths of all time. Uh-huh. Uh, you were trying to avoid the topic right from the start, Chell. I, I, I was. We kind of have opposite views here, but we're going to discuss how I try to work it in and how you think it's fabulous. That's absolutely right. We'll discuss how you guys can find easy ways to work meditation into your life and why you should use it in your magical practice. I'm working on it. I've been working on you for decades trying to get you to meditate more and you keep going back to all the reasons why you can't and don't want to. Well, I think, you know, you see it all over the place, you know, social media, the internet, wherever, meditate, 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 meditate. 
I know you've, you have pushed it since literally the day I met you a billion years ago, mm-hmm. but I always came at it from the perspective, like at the time back then, you know, I ha- I was a single mom with two kids. You know, my kids were both in sports. They were both in chorus. They were both in band. They were both in theater. Mama ain't got time for meditating. Like when am I <laughs> meditating when I am driving from, you know, a volleyball tournament to a theater show? Like, when am I doing this? Like there were times where we had dinner in the car in between events and, and you're telling me to take a half hour out of my day to meditate. What half hour? What I don't think hour? I ever said to take a half hour show. I never had 10 minutes. <laughs> That's 10 minutes. very true. But I have a meditation that you can do when you're already in an alpha state that only takes one minute. Well, and I'm going to share two ways that I am able to briefly meditate because they're not the most traditional sit there, you know, and close your eyes and type thing. But I have I have two ways I'm going to share that when I make the attempt, I can do it. Perfect. So if you stick around till the end, we will definitely give you some short and sweet ways to meditate so that you can incorporate that energy into your magical practice. And one of them, I actually, I don't think any of them that I have or that you have are what you would think of as your traditional sit in the lotus position with your legs all crisscrossed in ways that I cannot and have never been able to do and look all serene with your fingers all nice and just with your eyes closed for an hour while your cares float away. None of the meditations I have today look anything like that. Nor do any of my cares melt away in that time because all I'm doing while I'm meditating is thinking about all my problems. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty true. Well, let's uh, start out with a little bit about what is meditation in case you're not sure or don't know what meditation is. Basically, meditation, it involves attention and awareness. It is the practice of paying attention to yourself in the present moment, just observing yourself and observing your thoughts and everything that's going on within you with complete acceptance and no judgment. So it, it's it's basically training you to have an awareness and to be in the moment. And I'd also like to point out too that by other people other than myself, apparently, um, meditation has literally been practiced for thousands of years. And it was actually originally meant to help deepen understanding of the sacred and mystical forces of life. But nowadays, it's more of a relaxation and stress reducing thing. So they say, Layla says it, I'm not sure. It, it, it is definitely a method that has been proven for thousands of years. I need to practice what I preach. I hear you guys. But but yeah, it's it's definitely something. This isn't no new age fad. When we were first introduced and we were talking about magic and starting a coven, the biggest thing I used meditation for at that time was because I had discovered the joy of getting into an alpha state. Having your brain in an alpha state allows you to be in a very magical space. And I had discovered that that worked very well for my practice of anytime I wanted to do a spell, if I was going to do ritual, if I was drawing down the goddess, being in an alpha state very much facilitated the flow of magic. But I don't feel like meditating and and going into alpha are necessarily the same thing. They kind of are because when you're when you're meditating, you're paying attention to your breath and you're paying attention to what's going through your brain, but you're kind of you're active and yet passive at the same time. And to get into that alpha state where you're kind of half asleep but awake, it's the same thing. It's an active passive state. And so meditation naturally brings you into that alpha state. So even though you don't know it, Shell, every time when you were teaching yourself to go into alpha, you were actually meditating to get there. 
But let me ask you this. When I am going into alpha state, I'm usually doing that with intention. Okay. Mm-hmm. But when you're meditating, what the hell is the intention? To be there, right there, just in that moment. You can have different intentions. When you meditate, it's not to clear your mind. A very common misconception that people have is that when you meditate, you're supposed to be empty and completely mindless and have maybe no that's thoughts. why I never that's what maybe why it never caught on with me because like I just I, I can't I can't be empty minded. I'm a Gemini. You're not supposed to be. That's the thing. That's what I've been trying to tell you all these years, Shell. You're not supposed to empty your mind. You're supposed to actually pay attention to those thoughts, but not judge them. Okay, so say you're you're sitting down in a relaxed and comfortable place and you decide to start to meditate. So you get into your space and you pay attention to your breaths, which is a very common way to meditate. It's just really to pay attention to your inhalations and exhalations. And while you're paying attention to your breath, you're kind of relaxing your body. And you may have a thought about, oh, shit, I forgot to get milk at the grocery store. That's okay. It's all right that you had that thought. Be like, okay, I forgot to get milk at the grocery store. And then let it go. Yeah, but then I go into what else did I forget? I can't let it go. And that's where the practice comes in because you have to do that for as long as you can. Be like, okay, I'm focusing too hard on this milk. Maybe you're not in the right space to meditate at that time, or maybe you need something shorter. But the idea is to try and think those thoughts, acknowledge that you thought that, and then go back to paying attention to your breath or paying attention to relaxing each part of your body or moving your feet, whatever your meditation happens to have been. For example, uh, one of the things I did while I was at the Parliament of World Religions recently was they had two labyrinths, and labyrinths are very near and dear to my heart. You've always been a lover. I have, and they're wonderful for a walking meditation. The um, the UU Church, where we used to teach Wicca 101, put a labyrinth in outside, a small one. The pagan community that we worshipped with also put in a labyrinth. It's still there, actually. But I kind of took it, I kind of took the labyrinths more as a connecting with deity as opposed to going within and meditating. Like, you know what I'm saying? Isn't that a way to connect with deity, though? Oh, I hate when you're right, damn it. <laughs> but labyrinths have been proven to be a, an actual moving meditation. It really does affect your brain. The turns in these labyrinths go 180 degrees. And when you turn your body like that, it actually switches the hemispheres of your brain. And so these labyrinths are full of them. And so you're constantly brain switching and it puts you into a very hypnotic meditative state, particularly the last day I was walking the very large labyrinth because there was so much I wanted to see, so much I wanted to do, but I was kind of peopled out. I was done with all of it. Happens. It does. But I wanted to experience more and I wanted to try to remember to be in this place. So as I walked the labyrinth, I repeated the phrase, be here now you know, Ram Das and that whole idea of be here now. Did I repeat that constantly the 20 minutes or so it took me to walk the labyrinth? No. You know, I would think about a class I needed to go to or my kids or my husband, but then I would gently remind myself to be here now and just go back to moving my feet and saying that phrase over and over again. And it was very, very calming and very wonderful to walk that and to do that mantra and moving meditation. I, I have been doing a lot more of the enjoying the now and in, in, in being out in nature and kind of the just taking it all in. But I guess I'd never thought of that as a meditative thing. It is, especially if you the next time you go into the woods and I know you love to go to the ocean. I do. But I love the woods, but I just love the ocean a teeny, tiny bit more. 
either one, wherever you go, someplace where your soul is happy. When you go to that place, just take 30 seconds, 10 seconds, and put your toes in the sand and take a deep breath and just say, be here now as you exhale. And that's a meditation. And the more you do that, the more you can train your brain. Well, we'll as our, our listeners will find out here uh, in the next week or so, we spent some fun time together this past weekend. And we actually were at a beach and in sand. I, I remember actually sitting there for a few minutes. I'm like, I don't know if you remember, I was taking pictures of my toes in the sand. And I was like, man, here I am with the love of my life and my best friend. And we're on the beach and we got a fire and this is fucking great. But never thought of that as like a meditative moment. Not exactly. I mean, it could have been if you chose to kind of put it that way. But you are in a state of flow. You are in a state of magic and in a state of just pure happiness. We all kind of were. We were. We could feel that energy, that really good vibe. And that can be a meditation, especially if you took a moment to pay attention to your breath and made it a meditation. And one of the things I said I, I would mention two specific ways that I have gotten a little bit of a grasp on meditation. One of those ways is um, bathing, whether you are a showerer or a bath person, um, either way, and I've done it either way. You know, sometimes in the shower, people look at that as kind of a, a cleansing of sorts. You know, you you visualize everything being washed away by the shower. But as you're doing that as well, it kind of can be the, you know, just pay attention to your breath, just kind of feel the water, just, uh, you know, kind of, I look at it as like a mind clearing, you know, not just cleansing your aura and, and, and your soul, but kind of cleansing your mind too. And I just kind of sometimes, you know, people complain, I take like a half hour shower. I probably spend a good 10 minutes of it just kind of standing there and just being eyes closed, water, and just thinking about nothing but that water. That's a you know meditation. Yes. And that is, that is kind of for kind of the ADHD Gemini in me. That is the, the one way I can just calm the mind for a moment is like with that shower and the same thing with a bath. I mean, you know, I, I, I love a good bath, you know, Especially in a clawfoot tub, put some candles around, or even if you can't put them on your bathtub, put them, you know, on the sink or the toilet or whatever next to your tub, you know, create that space and just sit in that water and just be, you know, and you don't have to have the Instagram perfect bathtub. None of us do. Honestly, we don't. But, you know, just light a candle in your bathroom, you know, maybe some incense or maybe if you have a bath bomb and just be in the water and just think about nothing but how great it is to be in the water. That is perfect. And Shell, you hit on a wonderful point, set and setting. It definitely makes a difference. If you regularly get in the shower and spend 10 minutes just being in that moment and, and letting the water wash over you and just breathing and being, that's a meditation. And because you do it in the same place at roughly the same time with the same sounds and the same smells all around you, that becomes a trigger to your brain. Our brains, our subconscious likes that. It likes repetition. It's almost like you know you're going to have that calmness the minute you get in the shower. And even if it's like one of those, I have to go in the office that day and I woke up 10 minutes late and I legit have 20 minutes to shower, get dressed and be out the door. Somehow, some way, 
it might not be 10 minutes, but I still find that moment in the shower where I don't really care if I'm going to be late for work because I have that moment. And because you have set that repeatedly, your brain knows this is time to meditate and can go right to that. And once you've done this enough times, later in another place when you need that serenity, you can recall the shower, remember the shower, remember what it felt, remember the smells, the sounds, the sensations, and you can put yourself right back into that meditative state. And that's when you know that the practice is really working. Right. Now, I've talked a little bit about being in an alpha state, and I know in other episodes we've explained it. So I'll explain it a little bit here. Uh, Your brain works on different vibrational levels. Beta is when you're wide awake. Alpha is when, um, when kind of like the early morning stares or when you're doing something kind of on quote unquote autopilot, like when you're driving to work every day and you just kind of know how to do it without thinking. Or like if you go to the doctor and get that like twilight anesthesia, like you're not asleep, but you're not totally with it. Exactly. And then after that comes the theta state, which is more of a hypnotic state. That's when your subconscious is completely in control and and you're very, very suggestible. Between alpha and theta is where a lot of shamanic work gets done because you're not as suggestible, but you're very much able to talk to that subconscious. So if you can get into an alpha state, uh, it's a good state to do magical work in because you're kind of starting to speak to your subconscious and and work with that part of your brain. And that's where when artists get into a flow or people that are doing a craft or, or some type of physical activity, they talk about getting into like a flow state. You're usually in an alpha state and it's a very creative space. I, I think with me and, and and don't get me wrong, you know, I don't want people to think that that being not as meditative as, as maybe others, um, that, that alpha is difficult because it's not. But again, that's a trained habit. I mean, we would how many times did we do that crystal cave countdown to go into an alpha? Like, you know, I can kind of just close my eyes. It's a meditation shell. Is it really? It is. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. (laughs) You're killing me. You're killing me here. See, that's why we don't argue about it anymore, because I know you've been meditating all this time just in your own way. You hugged me. I did. I think one of the things that bothers me about info that's out and about is there's this sense online that you have to fit into a certain mold or you're doing it wrong. And I think that's why I kind of wanted to make sure I pointed out my perspective on this, because you're not doing it wrong. No. No matter what you do, you're not doing it wrong. Um, I got a cat ready to jump on the computer. I'm sorry. <laughs> Freaking cats today. It is Mercury retrograde, I just have to say, and Venus retrograde and Saturn retrograde. Okay, she went. Just saying. In Virgo, you know. Yeah, Mercury's retrograde in Virgo. So fun. But I wanted to give my perspective, especially because I don't want people to feel like if you're not doing it the way a, a internet person tells you to do it or a TikTok person tells you to do it, that somehow you're not doing it right. The second way that that I meditate and one thing I'm a big, huge fan of is tea. You know, I love tea. Like, I do. I love tea, cold tea, any tea, 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 tea. You do. Hot cup of tea. Like I have to have sugar and I like creamer too, but stir in that teapot or not teapot the tea teacup stirring in the teacup there's just something 
almost like watching that swirl down the middle, like pulls you in, you know, it's almost like when you watch the flames of a fire, you kind of get pulled in. Same with stirring the teacup and in that big swirl in the middle kind of pulls me in. And I know that a lot of people do a lot of tea drinkers anyway, they do find tea to be a good, simple way to kind of ground yourself and focus on just being. So as a huge tea drinker and a tea proponent, I can incorporate getting into that meditative state via a cup of tea. Shell, I love you, girl. You are just setting me up left and right today because that's another thing I wanted to talk about. Another super simple way, and this actually involves tea or coffee or your caffeinated beverage of choice in the morning. All hail Lady Caffeina. But in the morning, you are naturally in an alpha state, that kind of meditative, half awake, half asleep state where your subconscious is a little bit in control. So why not use that because you're already in that alpha state. So when you wake up, instead of doom scrolling on your phone, and I know y'all do it, get your journal and go make a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and do it with just a little bit of intention. You can just shuffle your feet over in your soft, comfy robe. You don't have to really work at it, but just think about what you wanna do for the day. Maybe you're going to work, maybe you're working from home, maybe you're taking care of the kids or the animals or the farm or whatever, yourself, good gods. Set that intention while you're in that alpha state, while you're slowly stirring your tea, you're infusing that tea with your magical intention and write in your journal about your day, what you want. Draw a sigil if you're into that shit. Draw a tarot card and just be in flow space and write what that card means to you while you're in that alpha state. Just write it all out in your journal and then later come back and look at your journal and see where you were at, where your brain was at, what you were thinking while you were in that morning alpha state. And if you do that every day, that again becomes a practice that you're used to. You know what alpha feels like. You know how to work magic in that state. And you'll be able to use that repetition to put yourself back into that state anytime you're stirring tea or stirring coffee or writing in your journal just by fact of having done it so often. You know, I have I have a lot of people ask me, what can I do to to be more magical? What can I do to embrace magic and witchcraft more? And I think no matter what you're into, no matter what you want to study, where you want to focus, what your what your jam is, I think the biggest piece of advice I can give is be habitual. None of these things are going to happen by reading a book. None of these things are going to happen by doing it once, whether it's reading tarot cards or going into alpha or meditating or doing magic, doing spells. It's all habitual. It's all about making it a habit, doing it repetitively. It, it's This isn't one and done stuff. You got to be habitual with whatever it is that your focus is. I am over here cheering you on. I know our listeners can't see this, but I'm clapping <laughs> because yes, 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 especially with meditation. Be intentional. Do it the same time every day. Like we said earlier, use the same incense, play the same music. And even with the tea thing, you know, maybe you're like me and wake up 30 minutes before you need to walk out the door for work. I do the tea thing once I get to work, by the way. <laughs> but also at nighttime, I also kind of use it as a let go of all the bullshit of the day, kind of release everything because 
you you can't go to sleep with that weight on you every night or you ain't sleeping good. Okay. So sometimes it's, it, it's more of a nighttime thing as well. Like I get the whole, you know, waking up and, and, and the journaling and the sigils and stuff, but you can, on the flip side, if you can't fit that into that part of your day, you can use it as a letting go of the day that happened already Yeah, is more like a letting it go, letting it be, let me get back into some good space so I can sleep. Especially also if you're into dream work, because you want to clear your head and clear your day to go into that dream state with a clean slate. Absolutely. And I, I find as we've been traveling this intentional path, that's exactly what I've done. I, I tend to meditate in the morning when I first wake up and I'm journaling and also later in the evening, right before I go to bed. And I often will combine crystals with my evening meditation just to kind of do a little bit of a cleansing. I do have a couple of different herbal blends that I like to use as well in the evening for relaxation and calming. But I also like to add that cleansing aspect to it as well, especially if I've been peopling a lot that day or doing a lot of energetic work. I need that little bit of Letting separation. go time. Yeah, that letting go time. Absolutely. And it does help me sleep better because, our again, our brains like repetition. We like schedules a lot of times. And, and our magical brains are no different. You can set yourself up for success with meditation by making sure that you're hydrated. Make sure you're rested. Like Shell said, do it on a schedule. Pick the same time or the same space to do it in. And meditate for very short amounts of time. Do it for a minute in the shower. Do it for three minutes in the morning when you wake up. It does not have to be a 90-minute full-on guided meditation. And I'd also like to point out real quick, you know, we're, we're kind of focusing on that specific type of meditation where your your cl- eyes close, calmness, whatever. But I want to point out that that there's a lot of different kinds. There's guided meditation, Tai Chi Yes, Tai Chi is is a meditative thing. The moving yoga meditation. for all you yoga fans out there, yoga can be a form of meditation. So your morning walk things, can be yeah. a morning meditation. Right. So these are things that maybe you're already doing. Maybe you're like me. Let's not admit that to Layla. And you're doing <laughs> things already that you don't realize are meditative. And and hell. I mean, I know we talked about traditional ways to meditate, but my current favorite way to meditate is Beat Saber. Is what? Beat Saber. It's What's a VR. That? It's a VR game where you're swinging laser swords to slice colorful blocks. But when I put the headset on and I put the headphones in and I'm playing some of my favorite music and you actually start moving and dancing and swaying, there's a couple songs that are a little bit slower. Green Day. I'll just say it right now, Green Day. But it's very much a meditation because of the way that you're in your own space and you're just kind of moving and swaying to the music and it becomes very much a meditation for me. So it meditation can look like a lot of different things. So if I go into a game of Beat Saber knowing that I'm going to do it to try and center and connect myself, it becomes a very different experience than if I go into it thinking I'm going to play a competitive game. Okay, listeners, Layla's a nerd. We'll continue on. (laughs) So a lot of the meditation that you do, again, set your intentions, set up your space. Don't set yourself up for failure by asking yourself to do it for too long. But do make sure that you won't be disturbed and find something that you enjoy. And don't think you have to do what other people tell you you have to do to be meditative. Exactly. Do what works for you, how you want it, the way you want it, for the amount of time you want it. Whatever you come up with, that's the right way. 
That's right. And there are a lot of different ways to try it. I mean, I literally threw every single different type of meditation at Shell and she said, <laughs> nope, not doing any of them. And then she found her own way to do it that worked for her and has worked amazingly well for her for quite a while. So again, it doesn't have to look like you think it has to look like going back to the Parliament of World Religions. And we will absolutely do an episode where we review all the fabulous things that happened there. But And I there can't was, wait to hear about it. There was an amazing workshop that was put on by members of Circle Sanctuary. I believe it was River Higginbotham and Jasmine. And it was a chanting workshop where they taught a lot of pagan chants to other pagans like myself, as well as people from all sorts of different religions. They had one of the most packed rooms I saw in some of the workshops. I love chanting. I do too. And I'll see if I can play a little snippet, but I'll have to get some permissions first. It was one of the most wonderful meditative experiences I had, but it, we were chanting, but it was so easy to get into the chant and with everybody doing it together and all that energy focused together, it was a very magical meditative experience. Oh, I miss that big group atmosphere and togetherness. And you can really feel it when you're in a group like that, when you're drumming and you really get into the rhythm. Again, that flow space is an alpha space, which is a very meditative place for your brain to be. So it's good for you. It can help reduce stress. It can help lower your heart rate. And it can also be fabulous for your magical practice. Obviously, we did not touch on all the different types of meditation or the ways to get into it. And we will definitely be doing some guided meditations and a few things on this channel as well as elsewhere. And I, I've succumbed to, okay, I meditate. I'll admit it. Fine. <laughs> but not in the traditional sense. So again, don't feel like you have to fit into a box. Exactly. Because you, you don't. don't. And if you don't want to do it yourself, you could hire a meditation professional that can help you through it. You can find guided meditations on YouTube or online. You can read one and record yourself reading it and then listen to it in a meditative space. So there's all sorts of different ways to do it. And you can just take a shower. Woohoo! <laughs> or have a cup of tea. Even right? <laughs> so I think that's that's going to wrap it up for, for our meditation episode. And I'm glad you had some good points as much as I respect them, I'm going to stick to my own way. And I know you respect that. Um, Absolutely. But I am looking forward to our next episodes as well. So we want everybody to like us, give us some stars, give us some comments, check us out on Instagram, shoot us an email back on the broomstick at gmail.com because we'd love to hear from you guys. If you have any episode ideas, let us know. We will see you next week. Keep it witchy.